0: TerraSpaces.org in association with LunaFest.io is proud to present to you the LunaFest podcast.
1: Six of the Learner First podcast. Today's date is the 6th of April 2022. Uh, today's special guest is Chris the Electrician. Uh, welcome, Chris. Hey, Wiggy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Uh, good to have you on. Uh, may as well let's get started. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Chris?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Chris the Electrician. Um, uh, as the name states, I'm an electrician. Uh, or I was up until a year ago. Uh, stuff. Um, yeah, I live in London, not London originally. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what, what else to come. Uh, like I say I'm kind of. I've said previously, but not on here. I'm one of the older, probably generation of lunatics. I'm not going to adopt my age completely, but uh, yeah, I'm one of the older ones, which is which is okay. Uh, so so yeah, yeah, that's me.
1: Yeah, nice. So, uh, obviously, you're not from London, but you live in London. Here, uh, I don't really know much about the London music scene apart from Printworks and the Egg Club. Yeah, uh, obviously, Lon- London had the big garage scene in the nineties. Uh, was you living in London in the nineties?
2: Yeah, so I uh, I got to London in ninety four. Um, I was living I was living in Wales before before London and uh, I, I I was in you know I was in the music scene then uh, you know ever since since I was a kid I was always uh, uh, music was a must yeah I, I mean I, one of my earliest memories is you know <laughs> we're well, not the earliest but I remember sitting in my bedroom with this kind of old record player um this will kind of tell you kind of an idea how old i am <laughs> but a little so we used to put seven inch have a seven inch records and i remember listening to a four tops album and i thought it was the greatest thing i'd ever heard in my life and i think i must have only been about i don't know seven or eight so you know from an early age um uh, i'm aware i've just kind of gone off the question there but um yeah so i was living in wales and then came to london but i did a lot of um raving Back in the day uh and then yeah hit the clubs hit the club scene uh in london as it transitioned actually it was midnight transitioning from kind of rave more and then it started getting into garage and my base that kind of thing in the london club scene anyway
1: yeah did you have a favorite venue that you used to frequent while in the early days in the 90s yeah yeah there was well there was a
2: there was a few. So it would be the Gas Club in Leicester Square, um, or a Satellite Club in Vauxhall. Uh, and there was another one that we used to go to regularly. Um, well, no, uh, yeah, Club UK. Club UK was another pl- big place down in, down in Wandsworth. So, you know, there were some big... And then and then a lot of other places I just went to maybe once or twice, you know. Um, but the Gas Club and Satellite Club were the two main... Stays of my of
1: my of my clubbing in the nineties. Yeah, but that be a drum and bass hardcore that kind of scene, would it? Uh,
2: no, um, I mean it was going on um, when I moved when I moved down. Um, so I I trans I moved from like so when I used to go raving before London. Um, I used to travel up and down the country, and it, back then it was called techno going into jungle, that kind of thing, you know. Um, I used to do some of the big raves back in the day, fanceptions, that kind of thing. But when I got to London, like I said, the scene the scene, and the music had kind of shifted a bit and changed from, it went from the big raves, because I think it was around that time that the criminal justice bill had kicked in. So when I went to the clubs in London, it was more garage. Uh, I Well, I, try, I got... More into the garage.
1: Um, garage. Yeah, the uh, the garage scene. It it sort of like was short lived up up north as far as I could tell in Liverpool as far as I'm aware. There was only one club, Club Real. Uh, but, yeah, but it was, was good. The garage scene. Uh, it just. It, I don't know whether it's still big in London. Would you say it's still big in the London the garage scene? Uh, there's not much played up north.
2: Yeah. Um, well. In the, the mid '90s, up until '98, '99, more a kind of four-four garage, but it was conditioning to UK garage or two-step. They used to call it two-step back in the starter garage. So when I when I garaged in mid '90s, I'm talking for, a lot of four-four garage of uh, um, US and you know Todd Edwards. Uh, I, I can't really think of too many other DJs, but then. But then it shifted and then it became more about a lot of you uh you know UK garage, which is it's kind of a break beat, a slow down brandage, if if that makes sense. But um London it, yeah, look, garage has always been um uh, big. It was massive back then in the early two thousands, then it kind of for a little bit, um, and it's had a resurgence it's a resurgence in the last few years. Um but I have noticed I did play in Liverpool. A few years ago, and garage, garage didn't, they, they didn't want to hear garage.
1: <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to hear garage. Yeah, and in Liverpool, it's all the uh, Scouse house, the uh, Wigan Pier kinds of stuff. Uh, not really my cup of tea myself, to be honest. Uh, I love more yeah. of the the classic house, the piano house, the older stuff, the earlier nineties, uh, the eight, late eighties stuff mm-hmm. myself.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that that sort of stuff. And I love playing that kind of stuff. And I what I've noticed, I mean, I've played a few times up north at a few different events and what I've noticed is the further north I've gone, the harder the harder they want it, uh, you know, or they want the music. Um yeah, I remember I did a kind of old school really like upbeat kind of set in Liverpool about three and a half years ago and it just went down a storm you know it went down an absolute storm um which was great and i was able to techno in there as well um i and i think i only used the techno um because i kind of didn't have a lot of well i you know you know when you're playing sometimes and you can kind of feel uh feel the room you feel that you know feel how how it's going um and i just felt that this the the way the the sound or the, the mix it was going, I didn't have enough of of the kind of old school stuff with me of that kind of stuff, and that's why I dropped in a bit of techno, but techno with kind of some old school flavors in it, you know, kind of rub. up.
1: Yeah, that well, that's the way to go. That's my kind of stuff, like uh, techno hardcore, techno drum and bass, uh, techno in general. Yeah, so in an ideal setup at a festival, uh, would you like to see a uh, say like on day one, day two, or day three? Would you like to see a bit of garage plays, or what would be your perfect festival setup?
2: Oh, oh, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, a garage specific. I mean, garage isn't my. You know, I like garage, and I and I can play garage, but not my. Um, preferred if i'm going out now it's i wouldn't go to a garage event i mean it's a kind of real niche kind of um uh you know you and i i suppose where where i don't, oh, I don't know how to, what i'm trying to say i mean garage is a real niche kind of uh, genre you know and so i don't know if garage would really work I don't know i don't know maybe if there was a room um and that kind of thing um but i don't know i mean because normally what would it be tech house techno uh, maybe some drum and bass uh you know house of of, of various different types and stuff like that um when for um maybe for a couple of sets possibly um but on a whole day I, i'm not sure do you know what I think? Maybe if uh, that would require a poll, <laughs> a Twitter poll across uh, across the lunatic, you know, if um, if that would be something.
1: Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, that that's a shout here. Eh? We'll having a poll. That probably makes sense. It eh? to be honest, I find garage like what you're saying. It's it is a London thing. If that makes sense, you know, it is a. Eh, it's always been big in London, but down south, I should imagine. Eh? yeah going back to your crypto then you said you was early old school into the crypto was it tell you your first crypto you got into or was you have you been into bitcoin from the start or any others
2: no 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 so my my crypto story is like a lot of others so i got into crypto late um i had a dabble around 2017 2018 i know what i was doing <laughs> didn't know what i was doing I was, so i just ended up buying some of the um you know some of the probably the top 10 you know the uh cardanos the xrp um maybe some ethereum i can't really remember too much because basically what happened was i ended up i ended up getting scammed i ended up uh, getting ripped off i f- lost forgot some passwords i didn't really you know no, i didn't i didn't really what I was doing at the time and um i lost i didn't lose a great deal of money you know i probably lost about a thousand pounds or whatever that is in dollars uh maybe thirteen hundred dollars or something like that so i kind of just kind of you know wiped my mouth and swallowed it and thought right you know that's not for me and then um in december 2020 um so i, I you know i was at high health stuff but um i thought let me just have another look again so in the december 2012 started going down down the rabbit hole uh a little bit more but again i'm looking at the general kind of tokens of you know the top 10 type of stuff but um no bitcoin but again you know the usual the, like i said Cardano, the, the xrp some litecoin and there was something and then know it's that a few of my friends uh were talking about it and i was talking to saying, yeah i'm doing this and then a good good mate of mine um who i've got quite a few friends who live out in bali now and one of them came on for christmas and uh and when he went back um he rang me when he went back to bali and he said listen uh who's massive into crypto is telling us about this thing called terra luna and he said you know have a look he said there's something called a burn coming up next week so by this time this is the january this january this will be january 2021 um mid-january so a couple of weeks i i i started looking at it and for some reason i mean I, i've never i don't know what possessed me to do this but i started looking up i really started doing my own you know do your own research and i looked up doe you know checked him out on linkedin you know and i really you know found out what a burn what a burn token was because they didn't know any any stuff so I kind of but I was I was um what's the word you know I was eager for to to learn basically you know because I had a lot of time on my hands so I was at home a lot um and I really did a deep dive on luna on terra and on dolquan and um and I thought okay you know this this really could be could be something and then a couple of other friends had a look at it and they said the same Um, and then a few of us, when it came to some, uh, so I got into it first week in December. That's when I made my first buy. Just it was the day or a couple of days before that there was some big burn happening. And, uh, and then I became die. I tell you not to be. Um, I threw the the kitchen sink at basically or my, my kit at the time, basically. And I took a risk, a big financial risk. And, um, and thankfully it's kind of paid off it paid off yeah so um i've been quite lucky in that sense.
1: yeah nice one yeah well i hope it's going to pay off for many more of us here yeah. but good stuff yeah. yeah getting in so early yeah. you're into the nft scene which is well, taking off massively and the web 3 metaverse stuff is that your kind of cup of tea or are you just basically the coins
2: um <laughs> <laughs> um i have to laugh uh so the the reason i'm laughing is because i um my son thinks i'm insane um so you know my son, my son and he is he you know he's not really into crypto um but and he's certainly not into well not yet anyway um he's not a kind of gamer so he's not really into kind of the digital kind of world he he he, he works a lot anyway so I have gone head first, it, it in, in, like into Terra NFTs. Um, started with with uh, with the GPS, uh, the, the lunables, and that kind of thing. And somehow, some way, I mean, I don't mind because of them ain't great. Do you know what I mean? So that and I've and I've and I've got some for free and stuff like that. But I've got over sixty. <laughs> I've got over sixty JPEGs. You know, and most of them aren't anything. You know, I only got a couple of. You know, probably what, blue, what they call blue chip NFTs, Terra NFTs. I've got a few. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've gone nuts. I went nuts. And um, and I really the is caught up in the FOMO. That's my biggest, probably my biggest um, uh, problem. <laughs> I get caught up in the FOMO. And then
1: I end up buying buying stuff and then getting it later. To be honest, I think everyone gets caught up in the FOMO. I have done a little bit myself here. When I first heard about NFTs, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I I was looking at the prices that some of them were getting sold, and I just couldn't believe it. To be honest, part, I mean, I was still just, I can't fathom it. But, uh, yeah, well, it's happening. The floor's been uh, been getting swept on a lot of the uh, NFTs. The has been coming in and by it just sweeping the floor right through a few of them. Yeah, So... (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, I've noticed I've noticed that and I've seen um I've got of who it might be on, on Twitter, you know, and I'm in I'm in a, a lunatics a UK lunatics group. Um uh, I mean I don't wanna to I I don't wanna dox the guy, but he's, he's a whale and he's uh you know, he's he's uh you know, I think he's probably friends with Doe, you know, he's one of them guys, you know, he's big, big player. But he'd been he'd been making some tweets this week around NFTs and he hadn't and he said, oh, you know, what is it? good ideas and suggestions? And then the next, you know, you know, the flaws on different um, different NFTs are being swept up. So, and I, like you, um, when I looked at, I mean, up until probably last year, I didn't even know what an NFT was. And then I started seeing them on Terra. But then once I started looking at the Ethereum network and Sea. And seeing, like, Jeff, that's what you were alluding to when you said about the prices. I mean, honestly, I still can't get my head around some of the prices of, you know, especially uh, what they call the the Apes, the B A Y C Board Yacht Club. I mean, that, that's just some next level kind of thing. I mean, if we, if we, you know, even a quarter of, of that, um, it'd be amazing. It'll be absolutely amazing, you know. Um, yeah. And I think some some of the teams, some of the projects, some of the work that they put in, you know, because um, like I said, I'm in I'm in the group, and there's some guys in there, and I know how hard work and what they put into it and stuff like that. And it would be just amazing, to, you know, to get some reap some of those rewards, you know, for for them and for us, you know, and for uh.
1: yeah, it'd be good. Uh, some of those blue chip NFTs start paying off, like without. Oh, you you not need one or two of them to this and it'll uh, you know you'll get the rest for free possibly add a pro- and a profit Uh yeah absolutely absolutely um and, and I think that's maybe
2: what's um, allowed me to maybe go a little bit mad with my kind of NFT collecting in a sense is that I you know I did I did okay uh, I you know I sold some. Uh, along the way and i and i did okay so i'm kind of i'm not i'm not down you know um i'm probably breaking even but i've got a lot of nfts to kind of show for it you know so um it, it, if i had if i had spent a, a lot of my investment my lunar investment um uh, and i was down on massively down on then i would be quite i'd be a lot more worried than i am put it that way um, but I'm okay. I'm okay with it at the moment, you know. Um, I just, I just catch myself occasionally thinking, no. like, <laughs> yeah, the age I am. Uh, uh, you know, I gotta stop saying that as well. I'm not actually that old. I, I'm, I'm, I must be coming across like, like as if I'm.
1: You know, wow. I'm some, I'm <laughs> I'm mid-40s, and I'm mid-40s, I've got a few mates that think like, hey, yeah. you still go out to the warehouse parties and that, and I'm thinking, yeah, they still go out to warehouse parties, but I find the warehouse parties that I go to, these everyone's my age and everybody, if you're older. So I find it was our generation, weren't it? So I've grew up with it and the people have grew up with me with it. So it's one of those things, isn't it? You just uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I the, going to the festival, I'd like to see a walking on a festival. I know there's going to be metaverse stuff and all that, but just go on to the traditional fun kind of stuff. I'd like to see loads of costumes, NFTs, walking around. you know, a costume learnable at the entrance to, the, I don't know, to one of the stages or something. Just a few things like that, I think it'd be fun, but there's loads of NFTs there, you could do all kinds with them
2: oh yeah no for sure uh you just i uh, just just triggered a memory so a few years ago um i i got to ibiza and um i mean i just couldn't i just along the way i never got there you know which i know it should you know for someone who, who loves music as much as me i've you know, anyway i got there eventually um I met someone there who's who's become a bit of a friend. Actually, she, this this friend of mine is now works the door at Printworks. And, um, you know, she basically become my kind of IB for tour guide. She goes there all the time. She she loves it over there. But she took me to the, um, this uh, a rave in the centre of the island. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the name of the promotion. But basically, the, the whole place is just like this stage of... Um, fancy dress and uh, you know just the way and it was just amazing I mean it just added so much to the atmosphere of, of the party um, it was in it was old it actually I, I don't know if you know I'd be from, but I think it was in an old abandoned zoo um, so they used that as the theme and they had animals fancy, fancy dress and people I'm trying to think of the um, I think it might be it might it'll come to me in a minute actually uh, when I when so I yeah. by any chance no um no I'd have to message it, it'll, it it might come to me in a minute in a minute like they're a famous they're a big big I'm, um outfit and yeah
1: I'm trying to think of it myself I, 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 it's just it's alluding me as well yeah yeah, so going to the festival have you? Have you actually been on the website and seen the site, the festival site itself?
2: I, I have. So I watched the video, um, had a look at it. And I was I was blown away. I mean, considering um, it hasn't been that long since you guys have you know a LunaFest um, have been put together. I mean, but it just seems like they've you know just really like pick you know got run with it and you know and I and you can. The vision of what what we want to do really comes out. Um, the The setting and the uh, the venue just looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I was I was quite energized by by what I saw and and just the enthusiasm from from the people and you know and in the group you know in, in the in the Telegram group. Um, I think it would be amazing. I think it will. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, um, and that's when I kind of kind of made the comment, I can't remember who it was I made the comment, I might have been to Orange, group uh, just said, oh, you know, don't forget that there might be some, there might be some of us lunatic DJs, just find, find us a little, a little bathroom
1: and let us have a little go as well. Well, that that's what's happening, to be honest, but speaking for the team, the passion that the team's got and the drive, they've got a, they, they have got a good passion, like they, they are going to drag it along quickly. It, only in three weeks time they're going to the Ibiza, uh, the International Music Summit in Ibiza. So that's going to yeah. open the out as always. They done an a AMA last night. Uh, they were speaking about a metaverse, uh, people that they're in talks with. So things are moving along nicely and uh, they will keep progressing as, uh, as the weeks and months go on. So the festival's in August 2023. Uh, it's actually going to fly. It's it's only sixteen months away, and that's going to be around the corner before we know it.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I did think when I heard that of the date, I thought, oh, that's a long time, it's a long a long way. But actually, it's not. It's actually, you know. Um, so yeah. and, and I cannot. Yeah, I mean, I've been involved in some promote myself in the past, so I know kind of on only on on a smaller scale. So I mean, for a festival, I mean. It, yeah, it's going to take that amount of time to get it, to get everything organized, you know, you know, I'm sure there's legal sides to it as well. And um yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see what, um what comes of it. Um uh, Just by the way, I've remembered uh, it was Elro. That was the name of the rave. Uh, Elro. That's the one. Yeah.
1: Um, Elro. Yeah, yeah, As I as say, the festival's in what 16 months. They, they yeah, probably could have pushed it forward and done it this year, but the product probably wouldn't have been as good as well. Obviously, they're giving themselves time to give a better product, which is, you know, it's going to be a last memory, hopefully for a lot of people, especially with the Metaverse stuff and all the Web3 stuff. It's, um, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Is it more going kind to of be a dance kind of uh, dance music uh, kind of based festival like on, on the music side or are they looking i did i hear something about bands as well possums
1: yeah it will to be honest these three stages these the main stage the second stage and the lunatic stage yeah obviously we're doing these podcasts now and we're basically getting members of the crypto community not just the terror community the all of the crypto community cosmos what well, have you and here well, people like yourself like me we're open to play the lunatic stage and hopefully I'd like to see the festival run as a mixed where these headliners uh, maybe a second stage for the electronica music and obviously the lunatic stage by the looks of it the people that are coming on are more electronic music minded at the moment not to say that in the future this might change we might get a few uh, bands popping up but I think the vision is is to get crypto minded artists into the festival now i know snoop dog names being mentioned now, and kings of leon have done nfts uh, it's pretty much they're going to be going for crypto based people and hopefully this international music summit in three weeks time is going to open up avenues yeah uh, but as for the music stuff I, i'd like to see an indie stage on the main stage yeah some headliners I like see a Snoop Dogg and I don't know just just a uh, normal everyday music in general. I'd like to see the second stage be a a dance stage where you have your headliners like your Adam Bayers, your Carl Cox, for instance, and then obviously the lunatic stage, which will be uh, the best stage, which will have all us, the community, absolutely <laughs> just rocking the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds that sounds amazing. Uh... Yeah,
2: yeah. No, the so reason really I was pausing, I was just trying to think, because I was I was, thinking, I was wondering what, if you were going to ask me who I, you know, if I had a choice, be honest, even think who, because I think you kind of said it. I said, you know, that kind of splitting it up into different kind of genres, having an indie stage and, you know, you know, yeah, big, big players, big DJs, to, you know, because you need... Well, need, need or want is 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 a relative term, but you know do you want it to festival people, you know. You know, and I think, yeah, like you said, your Carl Cox is your, um, you know, the big techno DJs. I mean, I don't know. I mean, one of my favourite DJs of all time um, is is Laurent Garnier. You know, I just think, you um, know, and you know, and the Pete you know, Tong's and that kind of thing along that way. Um, but as I'm not, I'd have to I have to think a bit more about, about that.
1: Yeah, a lot of Garnier, what a shout. Crispy Beacon, one of my favourite tunes ever, that. Crispy Beacon. <laughs> yeah. are, are you on it, the tune, Crispy Beacon?
2: Uh, I, I, I'll know it, but I'm terrible with names. Um, I'm named terrible with names of people, I'm just terrible with names of tunes. If I hear it, I know it. Um, but if you ask me to name a tune I probably, there's, yeah, so I'm not great on that side, but yeah, uh, yeah if, if you want to sing it for me
1: Yeah, it's probably plays at about 129 BPM but anyone who's listening, uh, yeah Lauren Garnier, could just be be check it out on YouTube, it's an absolute banging old school techno tune but yeah, yeah. Uh, have you got a favourite band like an indie band or a music band uh...
2: Uh, like, yeah, I mean, indie bands, I love, um, like Kings of Leo, you know, that kind of pillars. Kind of um, I like, there's, there's a band I don't know whether you, you'd have heard of them. I mean, kind well, Paul Weller, you know, Star Council, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I've such an eclectic kind of flavor. I I like listen I could be listening to classical in, in half an hour, you know, not all of it but then i and then, and then after that i'll be listening to drum and bass and jungle you know <laughs> so um but there's a band uh a good friend of mine her brother is the is in a band called the rivals and they were quite popular mid mid 2000 um, but they still play and i go and see them occasionally um but they their fans are just like something to behold. Um the the, the loyalty that they've got and the air uh, at their gigs is something is something else. Um in fact actually one of the guys might be a tea guy. If I'd have to I'm sure he mentioned something to me last year. Um so maybe that might be something worth.
1: Yeah, well if you can get a leave and uh, obviously get them in the community and we'll have a chat with them and maybe they might want to come on the podcast. They uh, if, if possibly play the festival. But, to be honest, mm-hmm. we're looking for more bands, uh, community member bands, as I say. The way it's going at the moment, it's more heading towards the electronica scene, which is fine by me, to be honest. I I, I love that anyway. But, you know, in, for variety, uh, that's what we want, variety in the festival.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, again, I suppose it comes down to... Um, because you know with the community um we all have one you know we've got a common bond and that is luna and terra and you know everything under the banner um but musically i think um it you know we could have ranged across the board of people so trying to kind of please everyone musically would is going to be a bit a bit difficult so I think I'm not if you kind of alluded to that earlier, to, you know, maybe trying to find a middle ground. Um, and the other thing is ages as well. You know, it's um, because for for a while last year, I was thinking I must be the oldest dude in this community. But I'm not. I've actually known. I know I'm not. Um, but um, because I just thought because I just think uh, technology a lot of younger guys because on on um, I've got to meet some some of the uh, UK lunatics and they're quite young you know and I and I just had this perception that everyone was this young young lunatic
1: but they're not they're not (laughs) yeah well uh, to be honest I'm not either I'm I'm feeling older my ears starting to go grey. Uh, I could do losing a bit of weight, but that's good living. So, you know, I think we're all getting older. So, it just is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah, and going going back to your classical stuff, I actually listen to a bit of classical myself. I'm probably a bit like you. I can listen to anything from Pink Floyd to Led Zeppelin to U2 Joshua today, uh, Supertramp. And then on the classical side, uh, I've got a few tunes. Uh, Blue Danube, Strauss, uh, Tchaikovsky, Waltz of the Flowers edward greek P. yeah yeah there's some some, uh, some good chilled out classical music because I, I do listen to a lot of techno to be honest so there's only like i i hit a point where i just like a couple of days like in a month maybe every two months i'll just have a day of just listening to classical music and i find it quite relaxing to I don't know how that would work out festival scene. Eh, maybe there's someone who's maybe really into the classical in the community that wants to come on with a violin or probably shock us. Eh, but yeah, if anyone's listening and you're into your classical stuff and you can play a bit, eh, reach out to us. Eh, I'm sure we could find somewhere for you
0: to play. Hey, I'm I'm listening. Finn here. Uh, did you guys ever listen to Mars and Mystery? Back in like the late '90s, early 2000s, they did a lot of techno slash classical songs. They did like a furlease that started out and like drops into this nasty like hard trance, and like they did a bunch of kind of in that style. But it was called Mars and Mystery, and I, I totally forgot about them until you just mentioned the the whole classical thing. So I I, I had to 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 toss that in there, but. Yeah, it's, to be honest, I've
1: not heard of them thing, but uh, these there's a band that uh, done uh, Versailles. I don't know whether you've seen Versailles, but the uh, outro. I'm trying to think of the tune. It's, it's in one of the big films as well, but that's like a, a it's
0: like a classical thing. But that did eventually. Oh, is it is it Brain Bug? Because they were another one that did that, and I do remember hearing. This very it had like these dark strings in them, and then uh, I feel like they used it in a couple car commercials. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, that's Brain Bug." It was called like Nightmare or something. I, I th- the name is probably wrong, but Brain Bug I, I do recall is is who did that. But again, like really cool, like dark trance with like the classical strings and 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 uh, background pads in it. Super cool stuff.
1: Yeah, that tune I'm on about. I've just googled it. it's "Outro" by uh, M.E. Three. They're actually a French uh, band, but check that out as well. That's a cool tune. You, as soon as you hear it, you'll. It's off one of the films. I can't remember what the film's called. But as soon as you hear it, you'll uh, you'll be onto it. Yeah, I rings. Can... It, it uh, does ring a bell. What was the, what's the name of the track? Uh, uh, outro. Yeah, uh, outro by M.E. Three or M.E. Threes.
0: Yeah, it's the VSI team but it is a, it's off of film as well. Um, to answer your question, though, I could definitely see it because this is a three-day event, right? Like, you can't just be going hard all three days, especially we're going to be having speakers and stuff like that. I could definitely see there be a place for, like, a nice chill room that's just playing some classical that people can go to to kind of get away a little bit from the hustle and bustle of, like, what a three-day festival is, you know? Like, sometimes you just need that room that you can just, like, go chill in, collect yourself, <laughs> and, like, kind of, you know, put yourself back together a little bit if need be. Um But, yeah, I, I, I definitely could see a place for it there, especially, like you were saying, about the age thing. Like, I'm in my 40s, so I definitely can can get down on some Bach and some Tchaikovsky and, and all that.
1: Yeah, well, you could have, like, in the house itself, in the in press world... I'm sure there'd be a big room where they are doing the Arduino speakers are. Uh, suppose you could do it in there and turn it into a bit of
0: a champagne lounge kind of thing for uh, some of the idolers, possibly. Just yeah, a like a themed room. You just walk in and it's just playing classical, and there are people doing ballroom dancing and handing you trays of like you know appetizers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that that would be a top festival, wouldn't it?
1: Because it'd have all kinds going on. So yeah. And obviously we, that'd be more suited to the Brains in the festival, like the crypto Brains that would opens a brain game. Yeah,
0: it'd be cool like. I just want to see the yeah, video but- of, of uh Dancero teaching a bunch of people in NFT costumes how to dance. <laughs> like I think that would just be the best. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that, that you you've hit
2: on something there because um Having there, like back in the day, I mean, oh, you know, back in the day when I was raving back in the, you know, the nineties, especially early nineties, you know, wherever you went, whatever rave you went to, a lot of it was really hardcore, you know, the main, the main stage, you know, the main tents and thing, but there was always a chill out room, especially in, you know, in the clubs, so there was always somewhere, and I think you know, maybe having a room like that with. It, it depends, obviously, you know, because I think it'll be going on over the three days. But you know, um, having having just having someone in there playing, you know, either you know deep house, because I've I've done a lot of chill stuff as well. I've, I I love playing chill outs kind of stuff, not not to the point of like you're falling asleep kind of chill out stuff, but um, kind of ambient background. I think that would work really well in a room room like that. In a, I think that would work too
0: yeah especially cuz like think about who's going to be at this festival and not just like the the normies that we're trying to reach out to to introduce into to UST but like all of us and i feel like a lot of us Especially getting together for the first time, if, if this is your first time like meeting up, you definitely need a spot that you can speak to each other and not have to be yelling over the music. And and I understand, like there's gonna be like dinners and, and get togethers and, and that sort of thing. So you're not constantly having music jammed at you. But there's definitely a, a utility to have a nice chill room that people can, you know, you get these spontaneous ideas and stuff, like maybe you want to go to that room and, and you know, jive it down or have a chat with somebody and not necessarily have to yell over the the booming set that that's getting played. So I, I definitely think there's a place for it for sure.
1: Yeah. So talking about uh, sets, Chris, what kinds of music have you put in your set there for us to put on at the end of this?
2: Yeah, so um it's it's a kind of um it's a kind of tech uh, it's a house it's a house set um, but it's more it's it's kind of techy but it's more when I normally play out now, I play more uplifting uh, vocal stuff with a lot of um, kind of old flavors, you know, from, from you know, th- you know stuff that people who who raved before would would hear, you know, and um, and I mix it up with kind of some garage old school stuff like that. But but this set I did, um, I just. I, I I just sometimes I just do I find I hear tracks that, that I like that I wouldn't necessarily play out and it's more it's on that kind of tip it's a house it's a house set but it's on a bit of a a bit of a, a tech kind of vibe but with some old flavors in there as well if that makes sense that's a long way of answering that question sorry Wiggy
1: yeah no problem it's cool cool to be honest looking forward to the, listening to it yeah what, what do you think about obviously like here we're going to get headliners into the festival, and not everybody that attends the festival in the future years, especially with the festival site being so big and obviously hopefully growing. It only needs one or two really big headliners don't it to start onboarding people into the festival. Like for instance, if you got Carl Cox, Carl Cox could probably fill any venue on whatever day he was playing, and if you got someone like Carl on the next day, it people who aren't crypto minds are going to come to see carl cox or the likes of yeah so what what do you think about it like being a, a good onboarding thing for like people to get into the tele or crypto in general
2: um yeah no no I, th- I think it's it's a it's definitely a good idea um to have big a big name or big names um headlining because, like you, because we are still, uh, like, We, like, we are really early, you know. Because I, have people now, people I know, and they just will not, absolutely, they will not go near crypto. And it's, oh, it's not. It's only out of um, they don't understand it, basically. You know, they're used to the traditional finance. You know, my money's in the bank and it's safe and all that sort of stuff. So, with something like LunaFest, um, I think that the. the, the the components are, um, so there's going to be all of us lunatics at the Luna Fest and we understand and we know why we're going there because we are a community already and we're going to go and meet, you know, people that we have got to know online, let's say on Twitter and, and spaces and things like this. Whereas um, the other component of the festival is to get, like you say, um, a lot of people in um who wouldn't necessarily come for crypto um so to to entice people to come so it's almost like it's it's a festival music festival to get people to come but while they're there they're going to be introduced to crypto they're going to see banners they're going to see screens they're going to get talking to people and hopefully it will be their route in so i think it's really important that um you know, uh, it's it's done in, in such a way to, it, it, like, as that being
1: the focus, if that makes sense. Yeah, you'll probably find people walking out to the festival going, have you ever heard of an NFT? Six months later, they'll be sweeping the floor, buying all kinds, just like everyone else before them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I'm
2: sure. And I think, because, um, you know, people are genuinely uh, curious, Um, you know, and, you know so getting people there that's the first thing but and it's but it's keeping them um not just entertained um but like i said so there's two components to it isn't it, it there's the music side of it and the festival side uh, but then there's also the uh, you know the crypto side and that needs to be somehow nurtured over the weekend End or, or raise um, for the people that are there. Um, and vice versa, you know, all the crypto people, they can go and rave if they want, you know, and they, there's going to be different places at different stages for them to do that, you know.
0: I think yeah. to that and the follow up, I think is hugely important. Not only onboarding them initially, welcoming them into this community. But then after the fact, having something set up that's like, here's where we congregate online when we all go back to our real lives and having that in place and welcoming and having the proper information accessible, I think would would do immensely well for new people. Like they get, like you said, that initial experience, that welcoming, they see what we're building, they see the community that's building it, they see the use case. And then they go back to their lives and then they have this spot that they can come like the the Lunatics TG or all the Discord servers, like a place set up like that for them specifically from the festival, like a a Lunafest thing that kind of keeps everybody in touch and then has people there ready to answer the questions because you're not going to get a bunch of like use questions at the festival right people are just going to be blown away by how awesome everything is and then once they get home and actually on their own time start digging into this stuff that's when they're going to develop the questions so i think it would be hugely important to have something like that in place ready for when all of these people come back and they're like hey i i was thinking about that thing you told me at that festival and like I had some questions, you know, and and having that infrastructure in place, I think would save us a lot of time and and a lot of heartache for sure. I
1: think there is actually going to be somewhere in the festival that is going to obviously help people to onboard. Obviously, uh, there's going to be token booths and stuff like that. So probably alongside then token booths for the non-native crypto people who haven't got a clue, basically. uh, I think there will be some sort of help there uh, informer people just helping them along the way uh, but to be honest i have no idea how that's going to work myself Uh the token booths whether people just come up with their cash or bank cards and yeah there's, there's loads of Fest tokens there uh, whatever and then it obviously filters into ust uh, but i think my understanding is there's going to be places where it does help non-natives to on board um, so yeah
2: yeah, it sounds great. So it sounds great. And and I think going back to that thing that we mentioned earlier about the timescale, you know, and it being, um, I can't remember how many months away you said it was, but I think to get all these fine details kind of, you know, nailed down, um, because like I said, there's like, there's two components to, or actually, there's a few components, but this isn't going to be just a kind of general run-of-the-mill kind of music festival, you know, which is where people turn up and it's it's always there and, like, well, who they're coming to see. This is going to be Lunafest um, putting on a... Um, uh, yeah putting on their own show if you like yes yes there's music but yes but look there's this other side and i think that's the side that really needs nurturing for for, for the new
1: people and, and lunatics as well you know yeah let's go Luna fest there uh, great stuff yeah uh, well on that note chris uh, i think if you're happy to uh, put your mix on is there anything else you uh, want to speak about before we go or you're happy for us to throw your mix on
2: yeah, no, no, I uh, just want to say uh, thank you for the opportunity, for getting me on, um, and, uh, you know, go Luna, go Luna Fest. Um, yeah, look
1: forward to, it. yeah nah, well, to be honest, Chris, nice one eh, coming on. Eh, it was a pleasure speaking to you, eh, and I, I'm, you looking for, I'm looking forward to your mix, eh, and I'd just like to give a big shout-out to Finn as well, eh, terraspaces.org, yeah. But Finn does a lot in the background he's eh? he's top man. And especially last week we had a few problems, so we had a lot of editing to do last week. But he eh, he's done a top job. Eh? nice one, Finn.
0: Thank you kindly. I'm I don't great. think uh I don't think anybody noticed until they heard you point it out. But uh yeah, the it came together <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it
1: sounds well eh, on that note eh, Chris, thanks for coming on me, eh? Before we go, I'd just like to obviously learn a fest is about onboarding people so uh, if people want to check out the Terraspaces.org. Also, these are Teradap Expo coming on up in Texas, if you want to check that out. DeFi Alpha, LearnTerra, Terabytes Pod, many different sources on the uh, internet. So check it all out and come on board. Become a lunatic like us. Uh, and also, check out the Lunafest Telegram, Lunafest Discord and Lunafest.io, the website. Yeah. Thanks, right, nice. No probs. Thanks Ben. Thanks Chris. Catch you later. Bye bye.
0: Let's go Luna Fest.
1: Let's go Luna Fest.
3: be bound. Bounce, be bound.
4: Hello. Get it what they all say. Baby, wanna get it what they all say. West side girls love me. east side girls love me. Downside girl, trust me. You got something lovely. All I wanna do is let go, let go. Baby, grab a boat and lose control. Never question your moralities. Gotta get through your sexual Let it show, let it
5: show, let it show.
4: Let it go. You don't gotta have Take it from me Let it go. You got everything go. that's a need called house.
6: So